Okie dokie, here we go. Everyone finally got all this figured out. So many technical difficulties that none of you saw, but that's okay. And um, it's all going to be worth it, though. So today we have Alma. Alma, ¿cómo estás? How are you? I'm very good. Me encuentro muy bien, gracias. How are you? <laughs> Doing very, very good. So today, you know, we're, we, haven't, we haven't really had a guest on for a long time, I don't think. So I'm really excited about this. So today we're talking about Alma. Um, she speaks a whole bunch of languages. She has a very, very interesting story, or at least I'm assuming you do. If you, the number of languages you speak, I assume you have an And um, so yeah, how about just tell us a little bit more about you. I know you're from, from Bosnia, correct? Yes, I'm from Bosnia. Nice. And so are you from Bosnia? Like, where, where are you from originally? I am from Bosnia, from Bosnian parents. Uh, I've lived, been raised in uh, Sarajevo, which is the capital of Bosnia and Herzegovina. And I've mostly spent the uh, majority of my life here. Uh, I've traveled a lot, I've encountered with people a lot, but I always kind of come back to my origins. Interesting. What, what do they speak in Bosnia? What's the language? Uh, the, well, we have three main languages. Uh, one of them, of course, is Bosnian. Uh, then another one that we speak is Serbian, Croatian, and uh, those are three constitutive languages. And, of course, the majority of uh, young people speak English as well. Okay. And so how do you speak Spanish, then? What's the story behind that? <laughs> the story behind Spanish is a very, I would say, interesting one. Uh, I was born eight months before the uh, separation of Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia was one of the uh, one of the biggest countries in Europe in that uh, in that period in 1990s, and it started separating uh, country by country, uh, starting from uh, 19. Uh, 1995. Something to uh, distract ourselves from uh, all everything that was going on around. Uh, so they introduced uh, Spanish soap operas, and most of them were from Latin America. And uh, the habit in Bosnia is that nothing is dubbed; uh, everything is subtitled. And since I was a kid at that point, and um, my mother, who was uh, with me, had to. Uh, had, had to do something to entertain me <laughs> during uh, the period when she was doing her uh, work. Uh, so I was basically raised by my family and by television. So I've learned uh, Bosnian and Spanish uh, simultaneously. Wow. And yeah, and for most part of my life, I, I thought that those characters on TV were actually real. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so so that that's go ahead. yeah that's go how ahead. it started with Spanish and then after that just like language after language developed it was uh, a passion that could not stop. 
So you you taught you learn Spanish simply by watching TV. Exactly. And just, I've learned each one of the languages except for Bosnian just by watching TV. Interesting. Okay, I want to dig more into that. So t- let's start here. What do you <laughs> apart from Bosnian? Excuse me? What do you speak apart from Bosnian? So English, Spanish, what mm-hmm. else? Uh Italian, Portuguese, uh Turkish, Arabic. Turkish and Arabic. Okay. And then you're you you're telling me before that you can also read in an additional was it five languages? Yes. Uh I can read in many languages. Uh I've finished uh linguistics uh which is basically the theory of languages and i've uh, studied a lot about the uh, families of languages so basically each language that comes from the same language family is up to like at least 30% similar uh mm-hmm. that helps a lot when uh, when you want to read another language so i've uh, i've started leading uh i've made like a bookstagram account Uh, Instagram account, uh, which uh, where I've I try to uh, read each time in, in a different language. Uh, so far, I've uh, read an additional uh, five languages uh, apart from uh, from these seven that I speak. Uh, among them are Slovenian, Catalan, um, uh, French, uh, Czech. And um, I've, uh, I've tried to uh, to read uh, a bit in in Russian as well. In Russian, okay. Yes. Cool. <clears throat> Now you said something interesting. You said that you learned every language apart from Bosnian by watching TV. So yes. Walk, walk me through that. That sounds pretty cool. Um, so basically, I mean, since I was uh, raised by TV, I just uh, could not stop watching the the television shows. Uh, and i've continued uh like in bosnia they just kept introducing like one after another so once we've had those uh soap operas from from uh, uh latin america uh then they've continued with uh those from the united states uh soap operas well series more such as uh sunset beach and uh friends etc uh so uh english was also learned when i was uh six, seven, uh before I started my primary school. because uh, here in Bosnia we start primary school specifically uh, uh seven years old. There's no this idea of like attending the classes before or skipping uh skipping uh grades, etc. Uh so uh, that's how I learned English. And then I've uh uh I've continued with Italian. And the reason why I wanted to learn Italian is because one day my sister brought this notebook from school which had something written on it and I was reading and I'm like this I thought this was Spanish but this is not Spanish what is this uh and my sister told me that that it's Italian I'm like I want to learn Italian that was when I was seven years old so we've had soap operas in Italian at that time as well so my sister was like my whole family was okay with it they they were encouraging it um Uh, they searched for me the soap operas in, in Italian as well. Uh, I watched cartoons as well. It's not just soap operas. Uh, uh, all, all kinds of... You, uh, I'm curious. Sorry to cut you off. Are you, so, did you, so you strictly would watch. And how would you figure out what people are saying? Like, how would you learn, like, oh, this is how that language works. So this is how I should say act. This is what this means. Because, like, especially, like, like, even jumping into Spanish, like, how did you have context as to what things meant? Like, is it mm-hmm. similar to Bosnian? 
Okay, well, when it comes to Spanish, I mean, uh, I was in the critical age at that point, which is basically uh, up to five years. Uh, mm -hmm. where kids learn the language without actually knowing that they're learning. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was not aware that I was having any kind of input. I just mm -hmm. didn't know how to read. And my only uh, survival instinct was I need to understand this. I mean, uh, as a kid, because the TV was con constantly on. Uh, and uh, it's, it was just input and input. It's the same way as, as we learn our mother tongue. Uh, mm -hmm. How do we learn our mother tongue? We don't know. Uh, people keep talking to us and then like just uh, assumingly one day it just happens that, that we speak, which is basically just the accumulation of uh, all the knowledge and all, all the information that uh, we were gathering over the years. And then uh, once the child, that is us at that point, feel comfortable enough, we uh, start speaking. So that's basically what happened uh, with Spanish. Uh, with English, it was kind of, let's say, semi-subconscious, um, because uh, by, uh, by the point of uh, learning English and other languages, I was already aware that that is not my mother tongue, uh, which was not the case with Spanish. Uh, so uh, after that, I mean, I've had subtitles, mm -hmm. of course. So with the use of subtitles, with the help of subtitles, I, I was uh, figuring out. And uh, once you start, like, the, the hardest one uh, to uh, uh, to learn is second language and then after that everything just come, becomes easier and easier because the grammar of all languages when it comes down it's, it's kind of the same uh, with slight differences uh, there's this idea of universal grammar which uh, when it comes down the line it's uh, uh, it is it is true uh, and you just uh, uh, follow, and uh, what I did the most is I had to be interested in the context. If the context was interesting enough, uh, then I would just uh, follow the series, and down the line, uh, the uh, you just start uh, accumulating the phrases and... Uh, the sentences, and then it it becomes the text, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, mm -hmm. it is. It's not something that I would say uh, finishes in a month or two, as some some of the uh, some of the apps that that we have uh, suggested. They learn learn language in three months. Uh, you mm -hmm. can learn. I mean, the basics of, of the language in in one month, even uh, if you want to. Uh, to speak the language, I mean, we have to be aware that we as kids, when we were, when we, I mean, had this, um, we had zero knowledge in, in, uh, in our brain and we were just open to the world to learn. Uh, we needed and we gave ourselves the chance of two years to, to learn the language. And the the thing that I always do is I give myself time. I don't push myself to uh, to meet any kind of deadlines. Uh, I just give it the the pace that that language needs and requires. Got it. Interesting. Actually, I want to come back to that in a second. But before I do, a uh, question for you. So you learned like for the most part or completely just by TV. Now, would you say that? For, so two part question. First of all, would you say that all children could do that? And second part question is, 
you know, if there's an adult, do you think it's a practical strategy to tell and to tell, like, to say, like, hey, majority of adults, if you just watch TV with subtitles and try and figure out what's happening, do that for X number of years, spend X number of time doing that. Do you think that's a, like, in your experience, that is that a practical strategy for the majority or what's what's your take on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when it comes to uh first part of your question, which is, uh do, can anyone as a child learn this? Uh Absolutely. I mean, uh, the way we can uh, learn our mother tongue, uh, if the child is capable to learn its mother tongue, then the child is definitely capable to learn any kind of language, uh, any kind of input uh, which uh, is not being instructed or uh, developed inside a classroom uh, is considered as natural input. So basically television as well is natural input because uh, it has context, it has conversations, and uh i mean interestingly enough uh even with uh like the the knowledge and and the um uh, the conversations soap operas are pretty much limited i mean uh, they're limited to to one kind of uh, uh of uh theme uh and subject uh still the child is capable i mean i was capable of, of uh, constructing sentences which were completely irrelevant to that and that is what children do. So, yes, I do believe that uh, any child can do this. And I'm definitely not the only one. Uh, I did research uh, later on in, in my, um, during my university years. Uh, and I've found uh, many, many examples of uh, children who were exposed uh, to television like this, who speak language perfectly. And if they were in critical age, also developed uh, a pretty good uh, accent. Of the, uh, in that language. Now, when it comes to adults, uh, there is uh, another, uh, I would say there, there is a small obstacle when it comes to adults, which is uh, our experience, not capabilities. When it comes to capabilities uh, of people, regardless whether they're, they're children or they're adults, uh, everybody has the, the same capability of learning language. Uh, it has been uh, proven many times um, via research that actually uh, uh, human beings, when they develop, I mean, our cells, our brain cells reconstruct constantly. We, we gain new brain cells. And by using them, uh, we just uh, gain more and more. Uh, new ones, so they renew very often. Uh, so it's absolutely possible to learn a language. Uh, even recently, I was reading that um, they believe that even accent can be developed. So there is that this critical age, which is like up to age five, where they believed previously that uh, it's critical for um, acquiring the accent as well, uh, is not so true as uh, scientists believe. But uh, what is uh, what is uh, preventing us from learning languages like that is uh, patience. Because uh, we as adults, we, we want instant uh, results. We want something that's quick. Uh, we want uh, during the all the years of education and instructions and textbooks, we are used to that. I mean, we have to acknowledge that we only had five years as kids to uh, learn language freely. And then we had 18 years of education uh, where it was textbooks and classroom and uh, that kind of uh, 
takes over those first five to seven years that, that we've had. So that's the, the, the main obstacle. When it comes to uh, abilities, are adults able to learn languages like this? Definitely, if they want to. And I'm, I'm an example of that. Uh, if you are dedicated enough, and uh, especially if you enjoy it, Yes, you're able to learn it that way. Is it the only way? Of course not. I mean, everybody is different, and it's also not the only way I do it right now. It's a combination of, of many, many things. This is the main one, but I always have something additional that, that helps me. Cool. Now, <clears throat> I want to jump in on, on a re, go, rewind a little bit to what you were talking about before. You were saying how you know, language learning, you said something to the effect of language learning is a bit of a process that takes time. It's not necessarily something you might be able to do in one month, two months, three months. So in in your perspective, like how quickly could you learn a language? Uh, it depends on your needs. It depends on your capabilities at that moment. Uh, it depends on the language itself. Uh, I've had situations where uh, I learned a language in two months to speak it, and I've had situations where yeah, I learned a language in five years. Sorry, so, uh, get what level though? Like, how how good were you speaking after two months? Um, after two months, I was able to make a pretty good conversation to travel to the country alone and not get lost, ask for directions, and like pull every uh, single atom from from my body to to speak to people. So in in my textbook, that's knowing the language. If you don't get right. lost, if you go to the country and you don't get lost, so that's no, that's knowing the language. Let's dig in. Uh, so what? Let's let's. If you remember, let's. I want to. I really want to break this down for people who are like watching. So first of all, mm -hmm. what language was it? How many hours a week were you studying, and how and how were you studying to be able to do that? Mm -hmm. So that language was Turkish. And I studied it because I wanted to go uh, to the exchange program at that time uh, in, uh, to Turkey. And uh, it was something that was not planned before. And my idea when I go to the country, I always tend to learn to speak at least a little bit of that language out of the respect uh, towards the country and the people that I go to. Uh, since I was to spend uh, uh, an entire semester over there, I really felt the need to to learn uh, Turkish. And also because Turkish people are uh, very uh, jealous in keeping their own language. Uh, they're very proud of their language. Uh, so the, the need to show them respect was even more. You have to have in mind the culture that you're going to as well, of course. Uh, so it took two months uh, and uh, I've used... Definitely, I've used uh, soap operas. Uh, uh, that was the main part. Uh, How many hours a week would you say, if you had to estimate? Uh, it was on a, on a daily, daily basis. Uh, hour a day, was, hours a day, five hours uh, a day? Uh, at least five to six hours, at least. That, that was like That was like minimum. Constant listening, constant talking. I've had the... Uh, I also had the privilege of having a couple of uh, university professors who were Turks, and I've uh, asked them if I can practice with them. That's also very important to uh, search for people who will speak with you. It doesn't have to be a native speaker, but it has to be somebody who speaks the language, language very well so they can uh, practice with you sometimes correct you, sometimes explain stuff to you, uh, etc. But most importantly, uh, allow you to speak.
And how? That, that's the most uh, important. Which language? Which language number was Turkish? And was it was it similar to anything else you spoke? Uh, Turkish was definitely not similar to anything I spoke before, but the 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 good part was that it uh, I've learned Arabic before that, and it had a lot of uh, Arabic vocabulary. Grammar was completely different to any other language, uh, but they've had a lot of vocabulary from Arabic language, which is I've learned later on is not that much used in Turkish nowadays. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, so I was kind of like an ancient book when I spoke Turkish for the first time. That was also interesting experience. Uh, but it helped uh, uh, at the beginning. What also helped is uh, Turkish has very structured grammar. Uh, there are uh, little exceptions. Uh, everything is by the book. Everything is. Uh, I always call it military uh, grammar. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, every single word in the sentence knows what it's doing at the precise time. There is no exception. And uh, I'm I'm the person that uh, does not like to learn uh, by following grammar l- rules at the beginning. I prefer to learn sentences and and uh, uh, and just to speak. But uh, in terms of Turkish, grammar was really really helpful, and it was also very fun. They have they have really interesting tenses. Uh, mm. They had they had tenses. Sorry for... to cut you off. So sorry, uh, sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off. What language number? number? Like was it your fifth language, sixth language, fourth? Oh, uh, what uh, language number? Uh, that was the last language. That was number seven. Okay, so I want to make like a re- like a, a really big point. So it's so like it's it's crazy because like in my world, I often hear. And this is more talking to the audience now, and less less to you. But it's like crazy because people often go, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna learn a language. Yeah, you know, how, how fast can I learn? I want to learn quickly." And it's like you did it in two months, which is fantastic and super like impressive. But it was like a full time two months. You already had experience doing it uh, six, I guess, five times prior to that. So it's like it's it's a big point. Like I, I really want to stress this like patience piece that you even talked about that it takes time, like. Yeah, it's not. It's not like this. Generally speaking, it's not like this quick process. It's not. It's definitely mm-hmm. not. You, you, if you want a quick re- uh, result, which for me two months is extremely quick. Crazy. Uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. But you, if you, you have forward, to. You have to be crazy. Because what you did in two months, think about that. Let's do the math. Let's say six hours a day. You did six five days a week or seven days a week. Uh, seven days a week. Got it. So we got, what is that, 40, was that 43 hours? Did I do that right? 36, 40, yeah. 42 hours. Yeah. Um, 42 hours, right? 42 hours a week. Let's times that by, by eight weeks. So I need to calculate. I'm not, I, mm-hmm. like, simple math is not happening right now. So 42 <laughs> times eight weeks. We have 336 hours done in two months. Now, let's break this down more. Generally, like, let's say the average people does two hours a week in class, maybe an hour a week of homework. That's three hours a week, right? So if you yes. do in two months, they would typically do 24 hours. So you did. So if they were to keep that pace going, it would take them, hang on, like how many years would that be? How many years of study would that be? Like, so 24 hours is two, hang on, let's do it this way, actually. Three times 52 weeks. So if they do two, two let's get this straight, two hours a week in class, they do one hour yeah. a week of extra study outside of class. It's three hours a week. That's usually what people do, actually. That's 156 hours in one year. They would need to basically do two and a bit years of study to do what you did in two months. 
So like, yeah, it's fast, but at the end of the day, if you look at it in terms of hours, it, it, you just crammed your mm-hmm. and and on top of that, like I said before, you've already learned a bunch of languages. Like, so I guess I'll put it this way, and we'll, we'll finish on this note. Mm-hmm. My generally, whenever I'm kind of like processing things myself, and like people are pushing me for like an answer of like how long would it take, my I want to know your take on this, and we'll wrap it up with that. My general my general answer is usually. You should probably study a language for three to six years doing about five, I'm not even five, I would say 10 hours a week. That'll get you to be pretty freaking good at the language. Like maybe not perfect, but you'll be pretty damn good. If you do 10 hours a week, do that pretty consistently for call it three to six years, you'll be fine. Is that like, where, where, where do you stand on that? You have to, I, I agree with that. I, I would put even more. You have to study constantly. You mm-hmm. have to you have to study constantly, you have to revise your language constantly, you have to live with your language constantly, and you have to live with the culture of the language that you speak. So when you when you learn, when you study or when you speak Spanish, think as a Spanish person. Think as as uh, as uh, as in terms of Spanish culture. Think uh, as, as a dream in that language. Uh, when you eat, try to make the the meal from from that culture. Just live with it. Uh, be with it constantly. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you you were definitely right that when you learn and that was like to go back to the beginning when we said the second language is the hardest. Mm-hmm. Every language after that, it's just it just becomes easier and easier and easier because. Uh, it's also the confidence that uh, you say to yourself, okay, uh, I've uh, managed to learn this one, so I can manage to learn the, the other one as well, the second one and the third one and the fourth one. Uh, so it's also, and it's also the will uh, and uh, constant work. So you, as it's anything that, that, you, that you do in life, uh, if you do it even bits by bits, you're going to get there faster than if you start hard and then like just abruptly stop. Right. So if, even if I uh, if I don't speak uh, Bosnian or if I don't speak Spanish for uh, two to three weeks constantly, uh, if I I don't know if I focus on on Turkish or just speaking on English and I uh, neglect uh, these other languages, uh, I'm gonna start uh, to forget words, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's my mother tongue. So it's uh, it's not something. I mean, it is there to stay. Of course, or you can uh, recover it. That's the beauty of when you learn the language uh, in young age. But uh, there is also many many examples of people who had their uh, who forgot their mother tongue uh, uh, after not speaking it for for many years. So nothing is to be taken for for granted. Constant Very revision. Very true. Cool. We're gonna wrap it up there because I have a student who's coming to my house in eight minutes. So we're gonna wrap it up. <clears throat> Um, everyone in the description, as per usual, all of, um, all of, uh, Alma's social links are there. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll chat later. Yeah. Thank you so much for the conversation. It was so interesting. And I hope to speak to you again. And I'd like next time also to hear more about your story. For sure. Well, all right. See you, everyone.